the days of miracles are over. At least that's what some people would have you to believe. Hopefully by the authority of God's word and by the testimony of my own experiences, you'll leave this conversation today without a doubt in your mind that God still sits on the throne. And yes, he still works miracles. I'm your host, Hagen Lee. This is the Born Again Podcast. Thank you for over 1,000 plays on the Born Again podcast. I never dreamed when I first started this that it would be in nine different countries. But so far, from what I can tell, we've got over 250 people listening, not only in the United States, but also in South Africa, the United Kingdom, the Philippines, Cameroon, Canada, Mexico, Nigeria, and Greece. So shout out to the world. The motto of the United Pentecostal Church is the whole gospel to the whole world by the whole church. And that's my intention with this effort today, that the whole gospel will be preached in all the world. Modern Christianity would tell you that the days of miracles are gone. God doesn't do the things that he once did. God's not the same God of the Old Testament. But my Bible says in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, For I am the Lord, I change not. Friends, if God is still alive, and God still sits on the throne in heaven, then God still works miracles. If he can part the Red Sea for Moses and the children of Israel, and he can be in the fire with the three Hebrew boys, if he can be in the pit with lions with Daniel, don't you think God can perform a miracle in your life? He's not changed. He's not asleep. He's not on vacation. Jesus Christ, the God that we serve, is the same God of the Old Testament, and He can do a miracle in your life. Jesus said Himself in Mark 16 and verse 16, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Jesus himself said to his disciples, By your hands, miracles will be done. He did not say that miracles would end. He did not say the day would come when we'd no longer be able to see a miracle happen. But he promised in his word that these signs, these miracles, would follow those who believe. If you have faith in the name of Jesus Christ, the one that died on the cross for your sins, you have the ability to see a miracle. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you've had the greatest miracle that's ever been given at work in your life. More than you need to see the blind healed, more than you need to see water turned into wine, or five loaves and two fish turned into enough food for a multitude of people. More than all these things, you need the miracle of the Holy Ghost. 
Friends, I'm telling you, you can think I'm crazy. You can think it's strange. You can think it's weird and funny. But more than anything in this world, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, just like the Bible promises you. If you want to know more about that, you can email me at bornagainpod at gmail.com. But today we're talking about the subject of miracles. Do they still happen? Do they still exist today? I want to point you to a portion of scripture in John chapter number 11. Verse number one says, Now a certain man was sick. His name was Lazarus of a place called Bethany in the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Then after this, the Bible tells us that Jesus stayed in the place that he was two more days. In verse 14, Jesus said to them plainly to the disciples, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. So you see the picture here. They call out to Jesus and say, Lazarus is sick. He's about to die. But Jesus puts this miracle on hold. And he tells his disciples, look, I'm glad that Lazarus is dead because now you're going to be able to see the glory of God manifest in a way that you never have before. He was about to show them that he was the resurrection, that he was the life, that in him dwelt the power to bring someone back from the dead. The Bible says, so when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days and many of the Jews had joined the women around Mary and Martha to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. And Martha said unto him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Then she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. So get this. Martha tells Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. But I know that one day, you can raise him up. See, she pointed to the future and said, I know that, you know, in the last days, you're going to raise him up in the resurrection. But she didn't believe in what he could do right now. Verse number 28. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were there in the house, comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, they followed her, saying, She's going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now notice she said the same words that her sister Martha said. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping. He groaned in his spirit and was troubled, and he said, Where have you laid him? 
They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for four days. But Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. What a miracle. And I've heard many people teach about this. Many people talk about the story and why Jesus wept. But I want to present something that might be new to you. Martha came to Jesus and she said, Lord, I know if you had been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. But I know that one day you'll be able to raise him from the dead in the last days at the resurrection. And then Mary comes to him and said, Lord, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. She looked back to the past and she said, I know that back then you could have healed him of this sickness. What she was really saying is, I don't believe you can raise him from the dead. But friends, if Jesus can heal somebody of a sickness, it's just as easy for him to raise somebody from the dead. And I propose to you today that the reason Jesus was weeping was not because he loved Lazarus, because he had the power to raise him up. The reason Jesus was weeping was because his people that loved him the most only believed in what he could do in the past and only believed in what he could do in the future. But they did not believe that he could work a miracle right now. And I want to tell you, many people listening to this podcast today might believe that back in Bible times, God was a healer. God was a miracle worker. God did incredible things through the hands of the apostles. And I know many of you believe that one day we'll see an outpouring of revival. We'll see things that we've never even dreamed of seeing. But why can't we believe for right now? I believe the reason that Jesus weeps is because the people who say they love him only believe in what he could have done and what he will do one day, but they fail to believe in what he can do now. The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. I want to tell you, if you're sick right now, I believe God can heal you while you're listening to this podcast. Many of you today might have cancer. You might have a sickness that you feel is unto death, and the doctors may have written you off, and family members may have written you off, but I'm telling you today, God can work a miracle in your life. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've seen it happen in my own body, and I, for one, am not going to allow the enemy to take away my faith. I'm not going to stand for the lie that God used to be a miracle worker. And one day, whenever things get bad enough that we have to trust God with everything we have, then we'll see it again. No, I'm going to see it now in my life. If there is a need, I want to tell you, God shows up. Jesus said, they that are whole need not a physician, but them that are sick are the ones that need my help. In other words, where there's a need, 
outcome. Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. What was there before God moved? It was a void. It was an emptiness. It was nothing. Friend, before God moves in your life, you've got to have a need. And sometimes He allows you to have a need. Sometimes He allows a sickness to come into your life so that He can receive the glory when you're healed. I want to tell you a story of one of the most amazing days of my life. Myself and several others went on a vacation to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And many of you are familiar with a place called Cades Cove there in Pigeon Forge. It's a public park where you can drive through and see all of these old landmarks and you can see the mountains off in the distance. A lot of times you can see black bears and lots of different wildlife there. But they have several churches on the property that are old and uh, they don't even have doors on them. You can just walk in, sit on the pews, play around on the piano and just enjoy seeing the old property. Well, we, we walked into this old church, and one of the ladies that was with us, she just sat down on the piano and just began to play, How Great Thou Art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, How Great Thou Art. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord came into that place. Uh, we weren't trying to conjure up the presence of the Lord, necessarily. We were just enjoying the sound of the piano. But all of a sudden, the Spirit of God came into that room so heavily and none of us knew what to do. We just began to lift our hands. We began to cry. Some people were on their faces. We were speaking in other tongues. And this went on for probably 20 or 30 minutes. It, it was just like we were lost in the presence of the Lord. And all of a sudden we look up and one of the men that was with us on the trip was walking through the back door with a little lady, probably in her late 60s, maybe early 70s or so. And she came down to the front of that church weeping. She said, I've got cancer. The doctors don't expect me to live. And she said, but I know that if you will pray for me today, God will heal me of my cancer. Friends, that's faith. That's believing that God not only used to be a miracle worker, and not that he will be one day, but that he is right now. She was standing at the back door of that church, bawling her eyes out. And she said later on, she said, I wanted to come in, but the presence of God was so strong. She had on a pair of shorts down to the knees and she said, I, she said, the presence of God is so strong in there, I don't even feel like I can come in with these shorts on. It was that powerful. But we said, come on in. Be with us in the presence of the Lord. We had a bottle of oil. And just like the Bible said, we anointed her with that oil. And we prayed in the name of Jesus Christ. And we rebuked the cancer out of her body. And I can't tell you how long this went on because we were just so lost in God's presence. But we all left that place that day knowing that the Lord was in control of this situation. We knew that we had just witnessed a miracle. So when we finally went to leave, I got her phone number because I said, I've got to know what ends up happening with this. She lived in a place called Athens, Alabama. And for the next few months, I kept in contact with her, uh, just I'd check in and ask how she was doing and everything. She would call me and ask how I was. And we just kind of developed a friendship. Well, one day while I was at work, she called me. And she said, I've got to tell you what happened, Hagen. She said, I was out working in my garden. And all of a sudden, my feet began to burn like fire. 
And that burning sensation just began to go up my legs. She said, I could feel it go into my knees. It came up to my waist, came up into my torso. I could feel it go out my arms and out my fingertips. And she said, all of a sudden, it came out the top of my head. And right then in that moment, I knew God had just taken the cancer out of my body. She said, the next day I went to the doctor and got him to scan everything. And he said, ma'am, I can't tell you what happened, but there's no more cancer in your body. That's the work of a man called Jesus Christ, who loves you and gave himself for you. Isaiah 53 and 3 says of Jesus, he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Maybe you weren't expecting to hear this today, but I believe if you'll lift your hands wherever you are right now and you will plead those stripes that Jesus took for your healing, if you'll plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your own body, I believe you can receive healing right now. Why don't we do that? Why don't we begin to pray right now, wherever you are, and not just in your mind, I want you to pray out loud. I want you to say, Lord, into your hands I put my situation. Into your hands, God, I put my sickness. Into your hands, Father, I put control. I believe that you're a miracle worker right now. I believe that you can do all things. I believe your word that says, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened. Seek and you shall find. Father, your word has told us to ask whenever we have a need. We bring that need to you today. Whatever that is, I pray that, Father, you would understand what we're going through. Your word says, God, that you understand the very pain that we feel and that you're touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Lord, I pray that a healing would take place in someone's heart today that if they have cancer, just like this woman in the Smoky Mountains, you would heal that cancer as a sign to them that they need to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is repenting of their sins, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I thank you so much for what you're doing right now. I thank you for your healing power. I thank you, Lord, that you're able to make a way where there is no way. From now on, I will not worry about this issue, but I will put my trust in you, Lord. For you're the maker of this body, and I know that right now as we pray, you can heal. You can perform a miracle. I want everybody, if you would, to just say this out loud. The days of miracles are not over. In Jesus' name, thank you so much for listening to the Born Again Podcast. I hope you have a great day, and I hope you shock the doctors next time you walk into their office.
If you enjoyed this episode today, I would surely appreciate it if you'd go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. Maybe share this with a friend of yours that you know is struggling. Post it on social media. Share it. Get it to as many people as possible. Because God wants to show that His Word is true, and signs and miracles and healings follow His Word. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the truth of His Word is, there is freedom found. Mark 16 and 20 says, As they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the Word with signs following. If the new birth message of Acts chapter 2 is true, I believe the Lord will heal you. Let it be so. In Jesus' name.